Welcome to Irvine, California, where it's easy to play like pros. At the heart of Irvine's competitive culture is Great Park, the region's premier 194-acre multi-sport complex, equipped for youth teams to Olympians and everything in between. Plus, Great Park's expansion is underway. With near-perfect weather and a thriving sports scene, Irvine is the place to play. Visit DestinationIrvine.com for more information. Just a brief reminder to everybody, if you know a game changer, a woman who has made an impact in the sports industry, you have until Monday to submit a nomination. To nominate a woman who has made that impact, visit our website or let me know. All nominations must be received by the end of the day on Monday. Euro 2020 starts today. 11 countries hosting games and stadiums are allowing fans back. So this will be a very good test of the return to sports in Europe. The event will last for a month. Early estimates are about that 500,000 fans will attend the 11 venues over the 30 days. We'll keep an eye as Euro 2020 starts today. Good morning. This is your morning buzzcast for Friday, June 11th. I'm Abe Matcor. Who said these weeks would get easier and easier? Boy, that's news to me, but I will say I'm excited for some tennis today. Rafa against the Joker should be a great match at Roland Garros. As we start today's news, very light news day domestically, so let's look globally in a story that is sure to gain some notice. Saudi Arabia has hired Boston Consulting Group to analyze how it can land the World Cup in 2030. That's according to a report today in the New York Times. So Saudi Arabia looking to land the World Cup in 2030, which would be only eight years after Qatar will become the first country in the Middle East to stage the event. Now, the bid is considered a long shot at this time, but several consulting groups have been asked to help with the project. There's all sorts of ideas around it, including potentially sharing hosting rights with a European partner. Sports has fast become a major part of Saudi Arabia's growth strategy. It's a main part of their Vision 2030 program. And like China, Saudi Arabia wants to be a power in soccer, and they see hosting the World Cup in 2030 as certainly part of that roadmap. So keep your eye on this. We have Qatar in 2022, U.S., Mexico, and Canada, of course, hosting in 2026, and now Saudi Arabia potentially eyeing 2030. Let's stay with global events because who's ready to join me in Brisbane, Australia in 2032? Well, we've talked about this on the Buzzcast. That city could officially be named host of the 2032 Olympics when the IOC meets in Tokyo next month. Brisbane is set to become the first Olympic host city selected that didn't have any opposition. So they were unopposed. And that's part of a new system that was designed to, you know, streamline the bid campaigns, make them less costly, uh, make them less controversial, less open to ethical or integrity issues. So this could work well for the IOC. And remember, if we're going over the schedule, we've got, of course, Tokyo next month, Beijing in 2022, Paris hosting the Summer Games in 24, Cortina Winter Games 26, Los Angeles in 28. Now, the Winter Games of 30 are still undecided, but now Brisbane certainly looks like the favorite to land 2032. And that decision is likely to be formalized within the next month. Let's shift to college football because this is a big story. And we talked about it earlier this week on the Buzzcast, but the college football playoff is moving closer. 
to expanding the playoffs from four teams to 12. A number of reports out yesterday kind of confirmed a report that we cited earlier in the week. The plan is expected to be presented to officials in Chicago next week, but there's no real timetable of when an expanded playoffs could be in place. It could be as early as 2023, could be as late as 2026. There's still a lot to work out, but this momentum around a 12-team playoff happening and happening fast. Here's how it would work. The six highest-ranked conference champions would be bracketed, plus the six highest-ranked other teams as determined by a selection committee. There would be no limit on the number of teams from a particular conference, and no league would automatically qualify. So in a 12-team format, the four highest-ranked conference championships would be seeded one through four. They would receive a first-round bye. Teams five through 12 would play each other in the first round on the home field of the higher-ranked team. The quarterfinals and semifinals would be played in the bowl games at both sites, and the national championship game would remain at a neutral site. I thought this quote was interesting from American Athletic Conference Commissioner Mike Oresco, long a proponent of expanding the playoffs. He thinks this has a really good chance of developing a consensus. And like I said, this is moving very quickly and there seems to be very strong support for a 12-team playoff, which is more teams than many people had anticipated. Most thought eight would be the maximum. Here they're going to 12. It's only the first step in a long process, but serious momentum around a 12-team playoff likely to increase next week during some meetings in Chicago. So keep your eye on that story. Let's shift and end with media. The New York Post is reporting that Sinclair Broadcast Group is raising money for a new sports streaming service. Sinclair, of course, has exclusive local market media rights to a number of baseball, basketball, and NHL teams. They are working with Lion Tree, the investment bank, to raise more than $250 million for the venture. The early report is that it would be an effort for Sinclair to aggregate all of its local rights and deliver them into markets they currently serve. The service apparently would not be available to viewers outside of a Sinclair market. Now, this, of course, would be a new threat to the traditional cable bundle and the cable industry if Sinclair did a streaming service, not national, but in markets where they are in nationally, and allow viewers in those markets to subscribe just to the streaming service to potentially watch the games of their favorite teams. But again, talks are very early. Sinclair, of course, would have to have talks with their league and their team partners about doing this type of offering. But Sinclair does have its sights on a national streaming service for its sports programming. So that obviously would be a very big story in the sports media space. And finally, check out our latest SBJ Spotlight. It dropped on Wednesday. We talk media with our John Aran. We talk about the latest college athletic director moves with our Michael Smith. And we offer our people and predictions. We'd love your feedback on SBJ Spotlight. And if you're ever interested in being a guest on our Insiders Roundtable, if you have strong points of view that you want to share about the business of sports, please let me know. And finally, Game Changer nominations are due at the end of the day on Monday. Let me know if you have any questions. So that is your Morning Buzzcast for Friday, June 11th. We made it to the end of another week. Have a great weekend. Take care of yourself. Be good to each other. I'm Abe Madcor. I'll speak to you on Monday. Welcome to Irvine, California, where it's easy to play like pros. At the heart of Irvine's competitive culture is Great Park, the region's premier 194-acre multi-sport complex, equipped for youth teams to Olympians and everything in between. 
Plus, Great Parks expansion is underway. With near-perfect weather and a thriving sports scene, Irvine is the place to play. Visit DestinationIrvine.com for more information.